There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Bring it Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. This is now our third installment of our Euro 2016 series, and joining me now to talk about Wales and making his much-anticipated return is Scott, formerly of the Swansea Way website slash Twitter account, Welcome back, Scott. Very pleased to be speaking with you, and it must be very pleasing for you, having just seen your well side come away uh, from the Slovakia match with all three points. What was your view of that match? Yeah, it's just it's just berserk. I mean, it's um, 58 years since last time Wales qualified for a major tournament, um, which was in 1958. So I go like that, 58 since 58. Um, the last time we did, John Charles was up top. Um, I, think, I think I'm right in saying at that point he was the world's most expensive player, having gone to Juventus. Um, strangely, 58 years later, uh, Wales once again have the most expensive player in the world in Gareth Bale. So there's some good parallels you can draw in, in the fact that he's uh, a former defender turned forward as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of interesting historical comparison. But uh, in terms of the game itself, I thought Wales were excellent. Um, they were great in the first half. Obviously, Ben Davis made an absolutely outstanding block. Mm. I'm sure you were loving that, Kev. I was. Um, <laughs> a couple of minutes into the match. So, yeah, so... Um, I think that kind of galvanised the team because it was obvious that we'd sort of started a little bit sloppy. Um, that's what kicked our ass into gear. And it, and it was good because I think for the, most of the first half, we dominated. Um, obviously, Gareth Bale got the goal from the free kick, which, to be honest, I thought if an England player had scored that free kick, I'm only saying England because we get a lot of uh, sort of English pundits and stuff commentating on football over here. But obviously, because it's, it's mostly English coverage. But... If uh, David Beckham had stuffed one of those in with his right, they'd have been talking all about how the fact that it was a knuckle shot and that it went one way and then the other, and that's why the keeper moved from one side to the other and, <laughs> and subsequently couldn't get back. As it happened, everybody seemed to ignore that part of the fact that it was a knuckle shot and everybody just went, oh, bloody keeper, rubbish, keeper should have got to it, straight down the middle. So, you know, the ball ended up where the keeper started. How on earth did he let that in? And so I thought, maybe if you actually watch the free kick, you'll see that it starts to move right and then moves left. So if you're a goalkeeper and you're quick, you start to move. And by the time you've moved, it's past you. Um, so, yeah, great free kick from Bale. Um, Slovakia uh, kind of came into it a lot more in the second half, being completely honest. Um, they pushed and they pushed. And in fairness to them, I think at the, at, at the point they scored, I'd say they deserved the goal. And I think there was a sort of five, ten minute period after that where we were rocking a little bit. But then uh, the main man off the bench, Hal robson Carnu, currently a free agent, if anybody's uh, needing a utility forward, who doesn't really score that many <laughs> goals, um, came off the bench and scored. And I think every Welsh fan who's followed the campaign would be absolutely made up for him because he's worked so hard. Um, there's been a few articles in The Guardian and a couple of good papers about how he's uh, the forgotten man or the unappreciated man in the Wales, uh, the Wales 11. 
Um, and that's true in the sense that he hasn't had much media recognition for the role he plays in allowing Bale to, to have that free role. Uh, it's definitely not true in terms of the Wales fans because he, he's definitely got a cult following now. So I think everybody was really pleased for him to get the goal. And I, I believe I'm right in saying that he hasn't scored a club goal in over two years and he's a striker. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, not ideal. Yeah, no, it's a good good time to break your duck. That's what that's what I'll say. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like overall, it, it, you can't you can't grumble. This return to big time competition for Wales, first time in over half a century. Um, I didn't think I'd see this in my lifetime. Um, and and to start the competition with a win is is more than you could ever hope for. Slovakia are a very very good team, a couple of really tidy midfielders, good throughout, similar kind of setup to Wales, and that they've got sort of a couple of star players and then uh, like a solid squad around that. So, yeah, so just made up to have started with a win, to be honest. Three points. Obviously, it's a tough group. So, uh, yeah, we'll take what we can get. Yeah, you kind of just mentioned there, um, in the group, we also saw England, who uh, <laughs> drew with Russia. Obviously, there was a lot of fan stuff that we don't need to get into there. But 1-1 is, an actu- is a very interesting scoreline for your group because it means, you know, you have a better chance of winning the group because the two biggest competitors in your group are only on one point, but it also means nobody's on zero. So on the scale of more confident of winning the group or just making it through, what, what's kind of your expectation? I think, I believe I'm right in saying that if we get a point from our next two matches, we're guaranteed to go through. Is that right? I did some maths and that seems to be about right in my head. Um, yeah, I mean, if we got four points, given how many third team, third place teams are going going to go through, uh, I'd say if we've got four points, we're we're through. That's that's kind of the math I'm working with in my head. Could could be proven wrong, obviously, but um, I'd be confident of going through if we had four points. Um, yeah, so so it is an interesting one. I mean, like obviously, like Johnny Williams came out today. Johnny Esther um, said they take a draw against England. Um, he didn't say they were playing for a draw, which was kind of how it was presented in the press, mm. and uh, predictably so. Um, but but yeah, you know, and, and I think I think that's right. I think I think we would have taken a draw. I think we'd have taken a draw against Slovakia as well, to be honest. But uh, yeah, like like at the end of the day, um, following the Swans and, and styles of football have taught, taught me one thing: is that if you've got a solid, ingrained style of play and you've got important players in important positions, you can beat anybody on your day. And and that's been proven over and over again by numerous teams. Greece, I think the two thousand and four Euros was it. Mm. Um, there have been numerous teams over the years that have surprised people because uh, they work hard and they know their job and, and they stick together and they're a team. Um, so far, I've watched quite a bit of the Euros. I mean, Germany, obviously, uh, Spain, probably the only two teams I've seen to this point who look as organised as a unit as Wales um, in terms of knowing tactically what they should be doing knowing where the player next to them is at all times um and, and just being sort of comfortable in the uh in the, in the formation in the team and, and that bodes really well for wales because it's going to be an interesting juxtaposition juxtaposition when we play england because i think the one of the most uh accurate criticisms that gets leveled at england a lot is that they pick on uh short-term form and on reputation on, on who, who players are playing for um and you end up with a high turnover of players in the team so I think over the last five years God knows how many players have played for England I think it's been that's one of the reasons they suffer is it's very hard for them to to get a settled side together and, and as such people can't uh, people can't develop relationships on the field all this kind of thing whereas it's kind of the polar opposite with Wales is that we've got a really settled 11 um, before each match we know the 11 we want to be playing 
whether they're all fit, that's a different question. So if you've got Bale up top, if you've got midfield three, if Ledley can get back fit of Ledley, Allen uh, and Ramsey, there's not many better midfield threes than that in, in world football, I'd say, completely honest, at international mm-hmm. level. Um, Ashley Williams at the back, James Chester's really tidy, Ben Davis, Neil Taylor, all Premier League players. So, uh, yes, I mean, like, I don't, I don't see why we can't do a job against anybody, to be honest. And and, like, and looking at England, uh, it's it's a really big opportunity for us to make a statement if we can sneak three points there somehow. Um, pretty much guaranteed to finish top of the group, are we? Is that right? Because England drew with Russia, so the maximum Russia can yeah. get. Yeah, six, six definitely wins you the group. Yeah, there we go. So you know, so it's. We've got to go for it, really. We've got three points on the board already. Um, I think Wales will just look to play like they did against Slovakia and, and take the game to them. And I think we could surprise a few people with, with any luck. The more I think about it, if they both win their other two... Oh, wait, but they play each other. Yeah, okay. I, I'm back on board. I think that's correct. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so you just mentioned England there. That is your next match. Are you thinking we're going to see the same kind of play style tactics, maybe sit back a little more? Would you like to see you really pressing them hard? Obviously, they played fairly well in their match against Russia, just couldn't eke out the win there. What, what are you thinking about heading into that match? Um, we got defender in charge, Chris Coleman, and um, he sets the team up to defend, being completely honest, and we play on the counter-attack. Um, and given the players we've got, I think that's sensible. You know, we've got, like I say, tidy midfield. We haven't got a huge amount down the wings, but we got Gareth Bale, and He's all right, and he let's be honest. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, so, yeah, it works quite well playing on the break. You know, we've got a five-man defence. Um, I think we conceded four goals in qualifying prior to the tournament. Um, what, like 12, 14 games or something like that. So it's it was no mean feat. You know, we've got a really, really solid defence. Slovakia have got some excellent players. I think the Wales team will be more confident and more together than they were for the Slovakia match. So I think, I think we probably will end up playing deeper in the first half than we did against Slovakia but I think that'll probably be because of England because I think England will be uh, with all due respect to Slovakia I think England will be more of a challenge in the first half than, than Wales had even though obviously Slovakia had that big chance early on um, I think England will pose more of a threat um, with more variation to their threat in the final third especially and I think as a result Wales will end up sitting uh, quite deep but like I say it's it's something that we're used to doing so the fact that we've got a, five, a five-man defence with Joe Ledley, Joe Allen, Alan, Aaron Ramsey coming back, and, and the wingers tracking back as well. Uh, that was well, Hal Robin Kanu and, and Gareth Bale, rather, sorry. Because we've got these players tracking back and, and everybody ha- is happy to defend. Um, it, it's going to be interesting because England are going to have to try and break us down. Um, and, and based on what I've seen of them so far, uh, well, it, like I, I don't want to say they're incapable of doing it because they obviously are, but... Um, it, it's going to be a very interesting clash, um, not not least tactically. Um, because there's going to be some interesting matchups on the field. Bale up against their back four, and uh, like I say, the the Wales trio be that Ledley, Allen, Ramsey, or if Ledley isn't fit, if Johnny Williams starts again, or whether Dave Edwards, there's a couple of options there. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be really interesting, and I'm looking forward to it. And uh, so it's at two o'clock in the afternoon, which is during my work hours. I definitely 100% will not be watching it in work on a TV in the office. So. <laughs> <laughs> especially if bosses are listening. Yeah, especially if my boss. Oh, my boss is actually in America at the moment at E3. So if you're listening, Andrew, oh, yeah, you're right. And, and I'm definitely not <laughs> definitely not watching football in work, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, to get back to the mathematics, I've, I've had to think about this now. 
The problem with the six-point thing is that for either of the other teams to surpass the six-point mark, they'd have to beat you because they both need two wins. So in theory, yeah. one of them could do it, but I don't think it's likely. Certainly. It still goes through in second place, wouldn't right. it? So it's, uh, yeah, because yeah. both of them can't do it as, as a yeah. duo, but one, I think, in theory could. If we're wrong, let us know. At EPL Roundtable, let us know how poor our math skills are. Uh, all right. Uh, if you could give me just quickly a, a player that impressed and one that disappointed uh, in your most recent one, or because I know sometimes our, our guests don't love doing that, a player to watch for in your upcoming match. Um, I mean, everybody just wants to watch Gareth Bale, really, don't they? Um, He's pretty good. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one. Um, Danny Ward started in goal, Liverpool young, uh, young, youngster. I think it was his third uh, senior start ever. Um, it's a hell of a game to make <laughs> your Wales debut in, but he, he looked right. He did well and didn't have a huge great deal to do, but he looked uh, he looked confident and composed. I think Hennessy pulled a hamstring from from memory, so whether he'll be back um, imminently it, it remains to be seen. But um, if I was sort of picking out players that sort of have the potential to surprise that kind of thing. I think I've sort of mentioned him once already. Johnny Williams, uh, Crystal Palace player. Um, he's, he's got talent and, and the way he can link with players like Aaron Ramsey and, and Joe Allen and again, Gareth Bale and Howard robson Carney in the final third. Um, he, I'd imagine he's the kind of player that centre-backs and, and full-backs really don't like playing against because he's happy to run at you. He's ha- You know, you look for one-twos in and around tight areas. Um and, and it doesn't make it easy for defenders because there's a lot of variety there in in his distribution. So, yeah, it was a it was a bold move by Coleman, I think, starting him ahead of perhaps Dave Edwards. Um, like I say, if Ledley's fit, I've got a fancy Ledley to get in there and make it a three of Ledley, Ramsey, and Allen. Um, but if Ledley isn't fit, or if for some reason Coleman rotates one of the other guys, then then yeah, we'll more than likely see Johnny Williams getting a fair fair bit of time on the pitch, and um, yeah, and hopefully he can stand out. Cool. Uh, prediction against England? Uh, 1-0 Wales. Why not? <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, seriously, it's been a great pleasure having you back on here. Tell the folks where they can find you. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott Mackay with a zero instead of uh, an O. It's not that uh, not that nat- natty, really, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Or you can, you can still follow me on Twitter account if you want, at the Swansea Way. Still racking up followers. I don't quite understand why. But uh, yeah, give it a follow by all means. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking the time, and hopefully we'll speak soon. Yes, thank you. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 